The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 8.05 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. In an interview with Axios, Hunter Biden discussed whether his struggles with sobriety will impact his father's chances at a re-election come November. Here's newsman Peter Ducey. November's result could hinge on Hunter Biden's sobriety according to Hunter Biden himself. In an Axios interview, he's talking now about his years-long struggle to stay clean, seeming to acknowledge that a relapse could undermine his credibility on Capitol Hill and distract his dad, the president. Hunter is quoted here as saying, most importantly, you have to believe that you're worth the work or you'll never be able to get sober. But I do often think of the profound consequences of failure here. He added that in this case, I have something much bigger than even myself at stake. Yeah, no, uh, President Biden remains the leading candidate for the Democratic primary. Of course he is, because they've got nothing else, right? Right, right. Well, the next primary vote will take place in Michigan, where some members of the, uh, of the community there have... Uh, well, have uh, advocated a, a protest vote against the president over his handling of uh, this war with uh, Israel and Gaza. They don't. Uh, they don't like the way that some of the folks that live in in Michigan, they don't like the idea of uh, propping up or helping Israel in their efforts to uh, to root out the radical terrorist group Hamas. Yeah, I heard that, uh, that Michigan's kind of a wild card right now because. There are a lot of people up there. They're not big fans at all of, of any sort of support for Israel. Yeah, uh, it was it Dearborn? I think it's got a big population. That's of, right. Of Anti Semites. Yes, absolutely. Well, we had a a man kill himself, lit himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy over the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, he may have been wearing a military uniform as well. He was. He was in fatigues. Was he? Was he a soldier? Is he, did he serve this nation? Uh, you know what? I I, I, don't, I don't know that for sure. I don't know if he was. Well, hang on a second. Here's Ryan Schmelz on the story. D.C. Metropolitan Police confirm a U.S. Air Force active duty member has died after setting himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy. Police identified the man as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell from San Antonio. Mm. According to police, Bushnell was taken to the hospital after one in the afternoon on Sunday in critical condition after Secret Service put out the fire. Secret Service says it was called to the Scene for a person who was experiencing a possible medical or mental health emergency. No embassy staff were injured. In Washington, wow. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. What a bizarre story. I mean, uh, yeah. efforts like that of protest never help, never, never change any policy, of course. No. Obviously, some sort of mental health episode there. Sounds like it was much wow. more. Wow. I mean, he, yeah, he, you know, the video starts out, where he, you know, he's just kind of walking, he's got his camera, and then he sets a camera down, and then he goes and stands in front of the embassy pours something over himself and lights himself, starts screaming free Palestine until he falls down. Shocking. And then guys run over and they put him out. Uh, I, I, I certainly don't know what he thought he was going to accomplish with man, this. Man, oh man, oh man. Let me squeeze in. Uh, Steven is uh, checking in from Round Rock this morning. Hey, Steven. Good, good morning. Yes, yeah, sir. Thanks for taking my call. With respect to the couple of stories I had the, on, the, on the border, right, we've created an attractive nuisance at the border. Our immigration policy is broken. Our border policy is broken, so who does it attract? It attracts a market for uh, illegal immigration across the border, right? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it puts people in harm's way that are already here. So we've, we've refused to balance the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, mm -hmm. which is everybody's created with these inalienable rights, and yet how do we do that? We still have to enforce the border. And until we do that, everybody's going to be suffering 
at the hands of bad people coming over mm. and then bad people at the boarding trying to get people in. It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Um, with, 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 this, with this Israel solution, every single time the West has intervened in this struggle, from, from the British going forward where they dumped it on the Americans, uh, they've, they've, they've botched it up. And, and then every single time Israel gets attacked, what do we wind up doing? They, they start crushing everybody, and the U.S. is like, whoa, and the world community is like, whoa, slow down. How about we let them just win for once and determine what they're going to do? Because as y'all said, there's only going to be, uh, as Netanyahu said, what, some terrorist organization that's going to try and run yeah. the Palestinian state? There's no doubt let about Israel it. Israel finish the job. Yeah. Let them finish the job. They've been squawking for centuries because it, it, the Palestinians will say, well, we trace our lineage back to Ishmael. We're son of Abraham. The, the, the is, Israelite community, Israeli community, we trace our lineage back to Isaac. It is a it is a lineage feud, and we are not going to solve it right now. Oh, of course Let not. Let them fight it out. No, no. This is, uh, you know, you could tap it down a little bit, but it's it's only going to rear its ugly head again. And mm-hmm. uh, usually a couple of decades later, this is yeah. something that our generation has dealt with uh, my entire life. And it would be nice yeah. to be able to free the Palestinian people by rooting out Hamas. But, uh, that's assuming they want that. That's true. Exactly. That's they're assuming they want. They're not going to do it. They don't have the internal fortitude to stand up against them. Every bit of aid that's been sent them has been converted to weapons and, and militarization, and so they don't have the desire. How can, we can't force the desire on them. They have to want it for themselves. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen. Many conservatives calling out the Associated Press yesterday for appearing to categorize Lake and Riley's murder as more about the fears of solo female athletes out on a morning job. That's right. Rather than an illegal alien that uh, and weak on crime laws that uh, took her life. Riley uh, from Augusta University, a nursing student, was found dead this past Thursday uh, after previously attended the University of Georgia before entering a nursing program at Augusta Athens campus uh, where she made, uh, made the Dean's list. And uh, and police have now charged Jose Antonio Ibera with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. Uh, by Sunday, Immigration and Custom Enforcement also confirmed that this dude uh, has been in the country illegally since uh, 2022. He had uh, been arrested in New York a few times. And, uh, well, there you go. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, the Associated Press, they tried really hard, really hard, not to mention the immigration or the criminal record of this guy that took this young woman's life. They did. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the that campus there in Georgia is in Athens, and they made sure to refer to this illegal immigrant murderer as an Athens man. No mention of the fact that he, he you know, his, his criminal history or how he got here, any of that stuff. Well, uh, here's the quotes. Riley's death has once again put a spotlight on the dangers of female runners and what they face. Uh, previously, the 2018 death of University of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts while out on a jog prompted an outpouring from uh, the women who shared the tales of being harassed while out on a run. That's the approach that the Associated Press decided to take with this story. So, you know, when we've talked about the 8, 9 million illegals that have, that have come, flooded over the border uh, thanks to Joe Biden's expansive catch-and-release network, he's one of them. This, this, he's, this is one of those guys that, that got through that we talk about all the, all the time on the show. The kind of guy that slips through the cracks that shouldn't be here. Uh, and uh, this was an avoidable – this woman would still be alive yeah. if, we, if we actually took our border seriously at all. 
We could have uh, we could have a double whammy high noon uh, hanging, can't we? Him and that guy from uh, with the girl from East Texas. That's right, mm. Audria. They took Audria, that per- that pervert. Did you hear about uh, this? What this butte did? He he showed up for his magistration hearing naked. Ah, the guy that killed uh, that little girl. So yeah, I think both of these men would probably be prime candidates for your your high noon sort of town square thing. It is. Uh, it's a double whammy. Doing two. It's a two seater. Uh, Listen, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments today in the case of two states with laws that are uh, basically affecting, uh, you know, the content moderators on, on social media. A law signed by Governor Abbott of Texas in 2021 banned social media platforms from censoring someone based on a viewpoint or location. A law signed by Governor DeSantis of Florida also in 2021 banned social media companies from removing journalistic content or censoring a political candidate either through deplatforming or shadow banning. Both states said rules for banning users and content had to be applied to everyone equally. Industry groups representing Google, Facebook and others sued, saying this violated the company's first Amendment rights, calling it extraordinary government intervention that would be unthinkable for traditional media. If the laws are upheld, it could dramatically alter content moderation beyond what the state laws address. Hmm. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. And I think Mac wanted to weigh in on this story. Mac is checking in from Jollyville. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to call and talk about. At 9 o'clock this morning, we'll start that hearing at the Supreme Court on whether uh, the social media companies can delete speech and especially the concerns with when they're directed by the administration to delete conservative speech, mm. what they call hate speech. Anything conservatives say is hate speech these days. That's right. Sure. You might recall that President Trump was deplatformed, uh, an official word, when he questioned some of the election results and uh, taken off of social media. So this is pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, in all of this happening uh, uh, several months just ahead of the November election, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where we're sharing information uh, like crazy. Yeah, that's it's a good point. It's a big deal. Absolutely. And you're right. Anything that is any any disagreement with the left is is considered hate speech. Right. Absolutely. That that is their go to. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, it's not reported in the local print media at all. Mm. So yeah. that should tell you something else. Absolutely. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate you checking in this morning. Uh, can I kind of push back on you on one thing? On me? Yeah, just a little bit. And I, and, 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 and I, think you met, you, I think you would agree with me. Okay. You said that that dude slipped in through a crack in El Paso in the border. Yeah, and he was caught, and then he was paroled into yeah. the U.S. by customs. Well, it's not a crack, man. The, the border is well, wide open. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. wide the F open, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's... Hang on a second. Let me squeeze in Sam. Sam, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I'm so angry at Joe Biden because I blame this whole border crisis on him, and he caused it without even... He caused this problem before he was even... Uh, inaugurated into office when he said at the Democratic debate, I would, to quote him, I would make sure that we immediately surge to the border all those that are seeking asylum. And that's yeah. who we are. So this is who we are. We're the country that just gets piled upon, you know, with all these people that these other countries don't care about. I'm so angry. I wish I could do something, uh, but. I mean, I don't know what to do. Well, keep you, yeah, well, keep you cool and, and, and be sure to vote in November and uh, keep like-minded friends and family close. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much all you can do. Now, I, I hear what you're saying. 
Uh, 100%. This one is on yep. Joe, right? This open I mean, border. I mean, and, and, and here's the other thing. You say that we're the punching bag, and you're right. Is there any other country on planet Earth that taxes its people into poverty only to send money to other countries? Is there any other country that does this? It's about running up our debt to take care of all these people. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are we doing this? This is just insane. It is, it's totally insane. Fox News reported that 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra moved from El Paso, Texas, where he illegally entered the country, to New York City, where he was arrested last year, but was released before a detainer could be issued. Ibarra now faces felony murder, malice murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, kidnapping, and other charges in the death of Lakin Hope Riley after it was confirmed by authorities that she died of blunt force trauma. University of Georgia Police Chief Jeff Clark. It is supported by key input from the community, physical evidence, and expert police work. Importantly, we were assisted by video footage. Ibarra's brother, Diego, who is also living in Georgia, was arrested during the investigation into Riley's death, charged with possessing a fraudulent green card. Diego Ibarra has an arrest record of his own, busted last year on charges including drunk driving, driving without a license, and shoplifting. Both brothers, who are undocumented, are being held currently without bail. A funeral for Riley is scheduled to be held on Friday. I'm Jeff McKay. Man, oh man, it's... It's so frustrating. You can you can imagine the pain that that family's going through. Yeah, yeah. As as uh, I mean, you know, she's just the the latest. I mean, you know, there are Molly Tibbetts, uh, Kayla Hamilton, Kate Steinley. I mean, you know, just to name a few others that you yeah. know were were murdered by by men who had absolutely no right to be here, and a federal government that just allows it to happen. Uh, all of these deaths are preventable if we if we secured the border. And all these deaths really are truly on those who allow this border to remain open. Yeah. As are the deaths of those illegal immigrants who are trying to make their way here, and they die on the way because the Democrats have been sitting here going, just come on, come on, we'll give you whatever you want. All you have to do is make it, and we'll make sure you get in. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely apparent that the Democrat border policies are a, a lethal detriment to this nation. Well, there's no doubt about it that the administration is, uh, is feeling the pressure to do something about the border, rights, Right? Right. Even Democrats are pushing on them. Even President Trump took executive action. I think the president can do that also. It's not just Republicans who want the White House to do something to stop a surge of illegal immigration. Democrats are putting the pressure on President Biden, too. Texas Border Congressman Henry Cuellar. He can say we can have law and order at the border and still be respectful of the immigrants' rights. He says the issue is people seeking asylum between the ports of entry. The president, he says, should expedite those removals. It would cost money, but he says it would send a message to other would-be migrants that the trip is not worth it michael board tsn news yeah, okay all right and and, and and that caller was right the joe biden ran a campaign on a surge at the border that he did that was the quote during the debates 833 here on the tiny show jump in here at 512-836-0590 we squeeze in uh, larry wants to weigh in on this story about illegal immigration in this uh, this Norton this uh, Georgia nursing student that was taken from us uh, over the weekend by uh, an illegal alien from Venezuela. Uh, Larry, good morning. Good morning, yes, sir. Uh, I just like to say first, no country can ever survive without with opening borders. Um, the second thing is is nobody nobody speaks about how many people are coming here illegally every day, and whether they're counting. 
where they're counting the illegals and the illegals together. So we know how many people are coming from Mexico mm. and from around the world that they're letting in. You know, well, here's, uh, here's the thing. Uh, if, if they were only coming from Mexico, I don't think we'd have a problem. I think people would be uh, just fine with that. I don't think Republicans would be putting up a fight. But we got a lot coming from 160 different countries for some reason. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, it's, it's absolutely flooding in here. The, this nation can't can't withstand the, the weight of all, all that yeah. illegal immigration. And he's right. A country without borders is really no country at all. It is uh, 834. Uh, I guess Donald Trump has a short list of uh, possible VP picks. He does. There's been many names thrown out there. You got uh, Tim Scott. Mm -hmm. I think Ron DeSantis is still on the short list. Christy Nome is in there. Who else? Uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is in there. And uh, she was a guest on the Clay and Buck show. And I'm just curious, what do you think about Tulsi? Well, you know, I, I, I've always viewed her as somewhat of a moderate Democrat, but uh, a, a rabid anti-gun at that. At least for, for, for most of the time that I've known of her, she's towed the Democrat line uh, on, the, on the gun narrative. Does she, does she regret endorsing uh, uh, Joe Biden in 2020? I would hope so. Does she, does she, does she still feel the same about uh, banning AR-15s? I can't imagine she doesn't. I mean, those are things she needs to answer those questions, mm -hmm. right? A draft Tulsi as a Trump VP option. Would you consider that, Tulsi? Uh, I would. Thanks for sharing that with me, by the way. I wasn't aware, but uh, I, I, of course I would. Uh, my, my interest and goal has always been trying to find the best place that I can serve our country and make a positive impact. We have so many challenges that we're facing right now. Uh, this this election is absolutely critical. And what I'm finding as I'm traveling across the country, uh, speaking to many of the points that I wrote about in my book about why I left the Democratic Party and how today's Democrat elite are doing their very best to destroy our democracy just so that they can hold on to power. And, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of folks out there who feel politically homeless right now. Some of them may still technically be Democrats, but don't feel any connection to those in power in the Democratic Party. Some are independents and others. And they, they, I'm encouraging them to look at what is really happening in this country to reject uh, the, the Democrats. And, I, and I, I hate to say it's just Joe Biden, because as you both know very well, it's not. Someone asked me last night at CPAC, well, do you think they're going to replace Joe Biden? I said, I don't know. Maybe they will. But what difference will that really make, whether it's Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever else they may put forward? They all stand for the same policies that are destroying our democracy and undermining our freedom, undermining the rule of law, doing everything they possibly can simply to hold on to power. And that's a, that's a threat to us all. Yeah, there you go. Nikki, uh, brother Tulsi Gabbert uh, on with Clay and Buck uh, this past Friday. You know, I, on the one hand, I think Donald Trump, if, if he were to pick her, it could work in his favor and for sort of those most more centrist voters, maybe. But I think that would come at the at the expense of you know regular Republicans who who understand that when you for more than a decade go out there on a rabid tear against yeah. the Second Amendment, that you, it's going to be hard for us to believe that that's not still who you are. Yeah, now, I'm I'm all for people getting second chances. I know people can change. Uh, uh, ideologies and opinions can change. But, you know, I, I'm not sure I'd be willing to, to go all in on her the as VP. The ladies on the Hang on a second. Of you had a huge discussion about you 
and they said, you're a Russian asset. Vladimir Putin has got control of you. I'm paraphrasing. When you hear people say that, and it's not just random people online. I mean, the view is distributed by ABC News. It has got, crazily to me, a substantial audience of viewers. What do you think? What is your response when you hear people say, like they did on The View, that you're a Russian asset? Oh, well, first of all, you know, they, they, they said all of those things about me when I ran for president in 2020, and it wasn't limited to The View. As you know, uh, Hillary Clinton was one of the main propagators of that lie. And I actually took The View ladies to task on that, Joy Behar specifically, uh, when they invited me on the show. And, and reminded all of them and their viewers about how much I love our country. Uh, I'm proud to wear the uniform of, of the cloth of this country. I'm proud to serve in the Army now for over 20 years. To have served in Congress for eight years on the arm, Armed Services and the Foreign Affairs Committees, trusted with some of the most classified information that we have. Uh, I'm willing to die for our country. And to my knowledge, not a single woman on The View has ever put their lives on the line for our country or perhaps even thought about it. Uh, so, so when I hear people, and they're not the only ones resorting to this, obviously we're hearing this now being drummed up again about Donald Trump. What I hear is they have nothing left but to play the Russian asset card because they know they can't win on the issues. They know they can't win in a fair argument or debate or any conversation of substance. And this is not just limited to Democrats. There's a woman on The View who I saw. She, she claims to be a normie Republican, whatever that means. Um, but she is parroting the very same line that these Democrats and Hillary Clinton are parroting. And these are the very same people who want to continue to take us into more counterproductive, unnecessary wars. They're not looking out for the American people. They're not looking out for our country, and they don't care about the Constitution. So I don't think we should pay much attention to them. All right, there you go. Tulsi Gabbard on uh, Clay and Buck's program. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. I know uh, folks want to weigh in on that one. Uh, and, uh, and it wasn't even close in South Carolina. She says she's sticking in there. Nikki Haley is until... Uh, uh, at least Super Tuesday, and then they'll reevaluate. Yeah, she did a little better than than the prognosticators. You know, I think I was going in going into it. I think it was like sixty five thirty five was the prediction, and she ended up losing by twenty points. She got forty percent. So it, you know, it, in, it, in her own home, in her backyard. Well, and, and some of those may have been Democrats too, but a lot of them were. Yeah, I, I bet. And so therefore, the numbers would have been worse. Yeah, very likely. Yeah, I just don't see how uh, uh, you know. How when you, when the the constant polling, the way that Donald Trump has just trounced her state after state, how you know we could look at this and say, well, he, Donald Trump's in trouble now because he's not. Well, I mean, you, if if he wants to get a, a victory in November, he needs to get a larger percentage of uh, of the vote on those on the right. But again, you know, like like we just said, a lot of that percentage, that forty percent that old Nikki got in her backyard, very likely were Democrat voters. Yeah, almost certainly they were. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to work out in his favor, and I think you'll have plenty of Nikki Haley supporters who will come over to the Trump camp eventually because he's going to be their guy. Uh, Donna is checking in from Northwest Austin this morning. Donna, good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind? Um, well, I was going to comment about uh, what happened at UGA, and um, yeah. we have a daughter at UGA. Oh, wow. Uh, she's a sophomore, 
and, um, you know, lives on the same street in Athens as where Jose Ibarra lived mm-hmm. and his brother, mm-hmm. about, a mil- about a mile and a half uh, up the street in her sorority house. Mm. What's your daughter? And, what, are you, what are you hearing from your daughter? Well, I mean, she, she stayed there over the weekend. A lot of the kids went home. Uh, if they lived in Georgia, uh, she didn't because this week is midterms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kids have a lot of tests. Next week is spring break. Um, so it's a busy week. But, but the kids there, uh, there were about just, just a few girls in her sorority house over the weekend. Um, and they're, they're scared. They're, they're afraid. Um, and they want some change. And, of course, the parents do as well. What, 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 uh, what do the students want? Well, the students want a safe campus. Yeah. Um, you know, they took away the blue light system. Um, they're talking now about bringing it back. Um, you know, it's a little late now for, you know, a lot of students and, and poor Lake and Riley. Um, but they've approved uh, a lot more money uh, for security measures. But, but, you know, even a week before this happened, there was an armed robbery on campus. Mm-hmm. It's very, very scary. Um, and Athens is a, is a small college town. You know, parents and kids alike think it's it's a it's a safe place to be. Uh, we weren't told at orientation. We weren't told that that this is a sanctuary city. Uh, if we had known that, maybe she wouldn't have gone there. Mm. Um, but this could happen anywhere. This yeah. could happen on any college campus in any town. But I mean, the bottom line is these these guys are coming across the border. That uh, this is just one, and and how many millions have already here. I'm just, I'm just curious, um, your, your daughter and her friends, does the issue of border security even enter their minds? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, these are smart kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they know. And she's from Texas. Yeah. So she, she hears about it. She, she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids aren't, you know, in states where they're coming across the border. Right. But, yeah, they're very aware of that. And, and they're going to demand change. Parents are going to demand change. Mm-hmm. But but the campus has to be safe. These these college campuses, you know, everywhere. Well, well, I, listen, I, I I don't think college campuses can keep uh keep our daughters safe from illegal aliens that are hell bent on taking them from us. I I don't think your college campus, your local police, uh, you know, when 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 seconds count, the cops are minutes away, and mm-hmm. we got an open border and a real problem. I mean, it's maybe it's time for people to start defending themselves. I'm, I mean, not maybe not your daughter or Lakin. I'm not talking about that specifically, but. You know, you talk about more blue lights and more hell, more police and stuff like that. It's not going to make you 100% safe, right? True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but but it needs to change on the border, and it needs to change at the top yeah. with the administration and with the policies. Yeah. You are right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate that. Man, oh, man, we got a real problem of overcrowding at Austin's Animal Center. Yes. Well, they got lots of medium and large dogs, and since they can no longer be housed in pop-up crates, they're desperately trying to find people that are willing to adopt a pit bull. Yeah, the adoption fees are, are currently waived, and the staff is available to, uh, you know, to, uh, to walk you through this process. Here's a quote on their social media at AAC. They say, by fostering or adopting, you're saving two lives. Every medium or large dog that finds a foster home or an adoptive home opens up kennel space for another dog that needs, uh, needs shelter. 
That's true. Yeah, jump in here at 512-836-0590. I clicked on the photos that have been provided by AAC, the Austin Animal Center, and CBS Austin here. And they got a picture of uh, 24 different dogs uh, that, uh, that they desperately want to adopt out. And the reason I bring this up is because all 24 are some sort of pit bull mix. And I'm wondering, is that the reason the shelter's overcrowded? Because nobody... Wants to adopt a pit bull? I think that that has something to do with it, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you and I have different viewpoints on the pit bull and bully breeds in general. But No, 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 when, hang on a second. Hang on a second. We're not, we're not even getting into whether you like the dogs or not. What I'm saying I, is I'm, I'm getting, the shelter's full and nobody wants to adopt a pit bull. And what I'm getting at is the... I, I, when you when you're talking about a shelter full of pit bulls, you know where people may not have the background, uh, they don't really understand. You know, there's maybe a seven year old dog or something. And you don't know what you're getting. So so now people are going to say, well, you know, I, I, this dog could have had some abuse or some problems and behind, and I don't want to, I don't want this dog's, you know, bite force to come down on me unexpectedly. So I, I you know, I think I'm going to go with this little Chihuahua over here, which you know, when it bites me, and and, and with, it will. And with that in mind, all dogs are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Dogs you get at, at, at an animal shelter are even more unpredictable. And in my opinion, do not go down and adopt a pit bull at the animal center. Mm. It's too unpredictable and dangerous. Why would you want to invite that into your living room? Well, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are very, very, uh, they're, they're lovers of, of pit bulls, of dogs like that, that are willing to, to spend their time that, you know, trying to, you know, give them a home and will adopt them. Problem is, the right person, there are not enough of, who, who would be able to clear the shelter of that kind of dog. And that's why the AAC should be euthanizing these pit bulls. Well, uh, you know, the the whole thing with, the, you know, they changed that Was it the Ian Dunbar scale? Uh, of course, that's an aggress- a bite aggression or just a, an aggression scale in general. So some of these dogs may not be showing any signs of aggression. Uh, so, uh, but I think that change is the only one that I've seen that would lead to any more euthanasias. Uh, at, at the animal center. I, th- I, th- I mean, I think they still want to try to do as few as possible, and, and I would agree with them. I think you agree. The experts feel there's not enough people that are willing to adopt a pit bull. No doubt. The shelter's being overrun by pit bulls. It's time to put some of them down. Nobody wants them. I mean, based on, you know, I don't know for sure, but based on those photos, you know, like you say, a lot of them are pit bull mixes. So anecdotally, yeah, they would appear to be flooded with pit bulls. Uh, and, and I could understand why they're not an easy dog to adopt because... Make space available for dogs that are adoptable. These dogs are not. These dogs are not adoptable. That's why they're still there. They're not adoptable because there's not enough people that want them. There, there, there are. You're right. They're, they're just. They're, you need to be a certain. Like I'm a big dog guy. I, I have. So am I. I have absolutely. Me I'm, too. And I, and I, it, I enjoy the pit bull too. If I were to get one as a puppy, that's one thing. But as much as I love dogs and and think I can read them pretty well, I'm not getting a pit bull at a shelter that I know nothing about. Well, this is this or any is, other dog that has a history of aggression. And, and I hope everybody can hear me speaking right now within the the sound of the the, the car radio across the state of Texas. Uh, this is my opinion. Do not go to any animal shelter and adopt anything that has some pit bull in it. That's my opinion. That's my perspective. It's too unpredictable. It's too dangerous. And why would you invite that threat into your living room? The problem here, uh, the unfortunate thing here, is that there, there are, there are uh, just a ridiculous number of sweet, cuddly, loyal pit bulls out there that, just like any other dog, wouldn't do you know, something horrible. But they've, 
they've got a reputation and there are there are just too many people who are not willing to give them a chance uh, and and there are not enough places to put them you know and because I, I do believe that most of the pit bulls that maybe are unadoptable there probably are not aggressive yeah, you yeah, know they're yeah, probably yeah. going to be great dogs and if you have children at home don't take that chance i think it's great advice I do. do not take that chance, and, and and not just pit bulls, but any dog that that you know maybe perhaps you 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 know, you might look at and think, well, this dog could be aggressive, or, you know, or, or you have concerns over for that matter, you know, go with something smaller. It's unpredictable. Why would you want to roll the dice on your children's life in your living room? It's unpredictable. But I do believe those dogs need chances. The ones that I mean, because. They've had plenty of time. They've been locked up there at the animal shelter. They've been begging people to come get one. They've been these dogs have been there for for more than a year. Mm. Yeah, and nobody wants them. Nobody wants them. And in fact, the animal shelter doesn't want them. They're trying to get rid of them desperately, and nobody wants them. So we have to come to a hard decision and make a hard choice to make room for the adoptable pets. Otherwise, you're just filling your your animal shelters with pit bulls, animals that are unadoptable, right? unadoptable, and therefore you're just pumping money into a system and not really practicing good wildlife management, good animal management at all. I would be curious, though, to see how many other dogs of other breeds have been there for a good, long, extended period of time, considering how many dogs they tell us they've got there. I'm sure it's got to be a lot. They, they don't have a problem with golden retrievers. Well, People come get those. Just because that's, they, they've right. got a reputation of being a family dog. Yeah, right. You know, they do. Right. And even though a pit bull, a Staffordshire Terrier, dogs like that could be phenomenal family dogs they don't have that reputation yeah and so i, I it makes sense they're not as easily adopted out and i think that's a real shame all right uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590 here on the tide and Oz show uh hang on let me squeeze in uh, daniel wants to wait on the previous story this shocking story out of uh, georgia a nursing student taken from us brutalized by an illegal alien he's now been uh, apprehended daniel good morning good morning sir yes sir I want to make a, a comment about about that issue. The the Democrats are, are blaming the Republicans about the illegals coming in now, and they created the problem. I'm going to be like Donald Trump. The Republicans, for not talking loud enough like they should, they're always worried about, oh, they're going to call us racist. But the Democrats, they just messing this whole country. But anyway, mm. that's what they get. They ask for it. Letting all these people in, the Democrats. That's a good point, you know. It was, uh, yeah, that's true. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ.